Good morning, passengers. This is Captain Bot 6000. Look, everything makes sense as long as we all agree it does. Have a nice flight. It's the podcast. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my mysterious husband, Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? Happy to be your shelter from the storm. My Harlan Coben shelter? Harlan Coben's <laughs> shelter. Because <laughs> wow. this show can't be called Shelter. No, it's got to be called... The real selling I point. I honestly thought it was the name of the shelter, the Harlan Coben shelter. Oh. And I thought it had something to do with, like, <laughs> runaway kids. <laughs> I, I thought the main character's name was Harlan Coben, and this is his shelter. This is his shelter. <laughs> it's so funny when, like, shows like this uh, use that as, like, a selling point. Like, this isn't just shelter. This is Harlan Coben's shelter. And my only reaction to that is, who is Harlan Coben? <laughs> Now, to be fair, I think that's on me because yeah. I looked him up on Wikipedia and, and he's, he's, got, a, he's done a lot. He's a very prolific author. So right. I'm just not in the circles, I suppose. Right, right. So I'm coming at this from a real who the f is Harlan Coben <laughs> angle. Angle. <laughs> right. Okay. So how are you doing? I'm. Obviously, I have my voice back. It's great to hear your lovely voice. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to have a voice again. <laughs> <laughs> For years, you've struggled. For years, your voice. struggled. But now you have this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can once again have a voice. Yeah, sure. So we watched anything cool this week? Yeah, we've watched a lot of cool stuff this week. Let's okay. talk about Meg 2, The Trench. Oh, right. We watched Meg 2, the Trench, colon The Trench. Colon The Trench. It was hilarious. The first part of it was just a coal mining operation underwater. Yeah. And I was like, this science doesn't track. There. <laughs> I've said this before, guys. I just know basic science. <laughs> right. I am not a scientist. No, no, no. Can I, confirm. I can confirm. <laughs> not a scientist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even I know this stuff is impossible. Well, I thought it was funny. The very opening scene... It takes place 65 million years ago with the right. dinosaurs or whatever. And there's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex on a beach. And a Meg leaps out of the ocean and then swims yeah, and then backwards. And swims backwards. <laughs> and, and my first thought is like, uh-uh. Even in deep blue sea, they say sharks can't swim backwards. Deep blue sea, where I get all of my shark science from, says that is impossible. And if the Meg is trying to pull a fast one mm -hmm. on us... Granted, they growl in deep blue sea. Yeah, which is hilarious. <laughs> they have I, like. I appreciate the growling. Yeah. No, I liked the Meg colon to the trench. <laughs> Meg two colon the trench. I, yeah, I put the colon. Yeah. Off, but my, mm. I need a copy editor. <laughs> I liked it more than the first one. I think. Yeah, the first off. one did take its sweet time getting going, but this one was like hilariously ridiculous. Now the second part deals with a whole bunch of Megs and squids. Uh, and, and dinosaurs that somehow And dinosaurs. Survived. There's some sort of like water dinosaurs it's that like, can come on land. I think and they're, they're amphibious. Is they look the a lot is. like, um, what are Kom Komodo dragons? Yeah, They kind look of. a lot like those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I felt like my recollection of the Meg 1, mm -hmm. colon 1, <laughs> is that it was kind of boring. Well, it 
try to set up a lot of science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> and maybe that's why I appreciated colon the trench more mm. because I forgot the science that they tried to set up in the first one, so it just seemed crazier. Right. Yeah. 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 I didn't appreciate they killed that one woman off camera though. I didn't either. That that was ridiculous. Like there's like a main character in the first yeah. one. And like this one, they're like she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> but, but like they 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 walk on the bottom of the ocean. Like twenty five thousand feet like under in the midnight zone. In the midnight zone, they're busy walking, and he's like, "Don't worry, I just have to breathe out through my nose, and I'll be fine." <laughs> if I put and water, like, in I was like, "No, <laughs> no, dude, no, 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 this That's is not no, happening. No, not happening." Like I said, basic science, guys. Basic science. Um, we also watched uh, a haunting in Venice. Of the Poirot verse. Oh, right. That one was hilarious. I enjoyed it. Um, Actually. We, we definitely called it from, like, the get. Yeah. But, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. You will. Course. You'll call it. But the twist at the very end. Yes. It was actually really surprising. I didn't see that no, one coming. I didn't see that one coming either. No. I, so I enjoyed that. And then we tried watching Avatar Way of the Water, and we stopped 12 minutes in because a corpse gets pregnant and an avatar has sperm. Yeah. That makes no sense. Like, does he also poop and pee then? Like, that's... Because if you have sperm, I'm going to assume you also have every other function. Right. Necessary for a human body or any animal body. Yeah. Do you poop, poop and pee? And one, <laughs> one of the sticking points of the first one, and I, from someone I was speaking with, this is something that comes up in this movie as well. Okay. Is like the avatar, like the avatar bodies, not the Navi. Yeah. But the avatar bodies have five fingers because they're a mix of human and Navi. Yeah. And it's just something they could not like. Fix. Fix. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm like, you can't fix their finger, but you can, they have viable sperm. That makes no sense. And they're, okay, Hi. Like well, hybrids, like like uh, like asses or yeah. whatever, like can't have exactly. babies. Exactly. Uh, as a woman, yeah, I know you have to be alive to get pregnant. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I mean, again, <laughs> basic science. Yeah, must be alive to be pregnant, and that means they gave these avatars, these robot bodies, well, basically. I think they're. I think they they're... gave the women avatars. Periods. How fucking dare you, man? Yeah, exactly. Is it not enough that we have our periods and our human bodies, but now when we want to go explore a jungle and an avatar, we also have to have a period there too? Well, fuck you. Well, it's like these are their flesh, like their flesh puppets, right? Yeah, they're not real. They're like, like I said, robot bodies. They so shouldn't have functions. You, you sh yeah, you should not be able to breed. No, with the native people that you're trying to study. <laughs> Like, they should just cut that off. Like, we don't need that part. Like, why are we like, just in case she might need to get pregnant. Her avatar body okay. might need to get her pregnant. Her dead body well, is I going mean, to get pregnant. Her dead body. I'm just taking that out of the equation oh, like, altogether. Like, like we just, thought it was the spirit tree that did yeah. it. Yeah. Because the spirit tree is horny as fuck. I thought it was like but, an immaculate conception Jesus thing. Like, yeah. the, the spiritual God tree impregnated yeah. her body when they were trying to, like, revive her at the end of the first Yeah, one. exactly. But apparently that's not the case. Somebody actually f***s her corpse <laughs> and gets her pregnant. Somehow, this dead body gets <laughs> pregnant. And, and guys, let me remind you, this is within the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, and, and so I was like, you know what? No. And then, <laughs> so in that 10 minutes of the of the movie, they also do a recap of the first movie. And they're like, yeah, all the humans left, except for this one lady who was pregnant because she was a pregger, so she couldn't, like, leave. So they left yeah. this human kid there. And this human kid ends up, like, being kind of raised 
with the Navi children. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember her name, the, the main woman Navi. The main Navi chick is super racist. Like, super racist. She's super like, racist. She's like, get that kid away from my kid. She's like, he belongs with his own kind. I'm like, who the f- is Jake Sully? He's yeah, a freaking he's a human. fucking human in an avatar body. What what are we who doing? The, who the hell You've are you? You've had man? like a litter of children with him. I'm assuming yeah. that's what the term is for a Navi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that feels racist. <laughs> They're blue rabbit people. I don't care. <laughs> Cat people, whatever the humans will have sex with anything. Humans will have sex with anything. <laughs> but yeah, so and then finally they re- Resurrected, resurrected the (laughs) bad, the (laughs) resurrected the the bad guy from the first one, and he had a video journal being like, so if in case I die, this is what's gonna happen. And like, what's crazy about that? Why would you think he would die? Well, and what's crazy about that too is like the the end of the first one. There's like a whole plot point about that resurrection thing, like being able to come back, and they had to use this whole spiritual thing of the tree to download the Mm -hmm. brain and Mm -hmm. all that to make him like his human body into the avatar body. But then it's like, oh, but we humans, we had that technology this whole time because we follow Jeebus. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) so it's like. I don't know. It's crazy. But then, anyway, at that point, we were like, I, you know what? I was checked out. I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not done. Doing this. I'm done with this. I'm not I'm, doing this. This is a three plus hour uh, movie. I am 10 minutes into this nonsense and yeah. I cannot continue. Yeah, the answer's no, I'll pass. Besides, it's in seven day. I'm going to play my Mass Effect games. I, I don't, I don't feel like <laughs> I've missed out. And, you know, I, I'm missing out on all those thriving avatar conversations <laughs> happening in the world right now. We've already forgotten this movie, just like we forgot the first one. Yep. Why do you guys keep paying to go see these movies in the theater? <laughs> it's know. just giving him a ticket to make more. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. I'm going to spritz you on the face with water. Stop, Stop watching these avatar movies. <laughs> um, and then we started watching, re-watching, because we were like, we had nothing to watch. Apparently, all the shows that you and I actually enjoy to watch yeah. happen within like a two month period <laughs> at the end of summer, beginning of fall. And then once they're over in 10 weeks, they're we done. are done with TV shows. Yeah. So we were like, what are we going to watch? So we started watching The Haunting of Hill House, of Hill House again, yeah. which is good, but not as it's good. It's not as, as good as I remember it. And I'm not seeing as many ghosts in the I'm background. I'm not seeing as many ghosts either. And I'm like, am I missing them? Like, I remember the first time we watched it, we were like, there's a ghost, 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 ghost. And this time we're like, where are act- they? actively looking. <laughs> we were actively looking. I was and like, then, I don't see them. And then we're like, is that a ghost or is that a vase? What is that? <laughs> like, is that a ghost? Like, <laughs> so, I mean, it's not bad. It's right. not bad, but it's definitely not as good on the rewatch. It's way more boring than I remember. Yeah. I, and like I said, I don't remember much of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of, like, the stuff, I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But I think it's, like, I've heard this described because this is our podcast. So we have to mention Star Wars at least once. We're legally contracted by yeah. Lucasfilm to do that. <laughs> uh, like, there was, like, someone I, I, or some documentary about the first Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you watch, like, A New Hope, like, it's like an hour of droids walking across the desert. Yep. And it's, if you've seen the movie enough times, it's kind of boring, actually. Kinda like, boring. nothing really happens for, like, a long, long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when the movie initially came out, people were like, this movie's so fast. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my God, it just goes by so fast. Because, like, the newness of it all mm-hmm. was hitting you so hard that it felt faster than it was. But now that we've, like, 
seen more and seen right. it multiple times, when you watch the beginning of A New Hope, you're like, this is kind of slow. The pacing's yeah. a little slow here. That's how I feel like maybe The Haunting of Hill House is. Mm-hmm. Like, the first time you're watching it, when you are catching those ghosts yeah. and, like, you're really involved in whatever. But, like, we just watched the episode where they're all talking at, spoiler alert, Nell's funeral. Right. Or her casket or viewing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're, I was like, nothing is I was like, this is so boring. It's just a family arguing. It's like, I don't, I don't need to see <laughs> your family dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> I already have my own. Again, it's not bad. I love seeing his little cast of characters. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, now it's been years since we've yeah, watched Yeah, and I'm this. like, oh, that one's in the this one. Yeah, yeah, And this yeah, is this character. And yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like, he really did. And then you started, like, having conspiracy theories. More about like, that later. Because you're like, ooh, I bet that actor's an asshole. Why, why, did, why, why didn't that a, a, Why didn't he bring Charlie Huseman back, but they brought back everybody else? You know, it's like, why? Ooh. ooh I guess he's a real douche. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Like, this person only has, like, a small part in this, but, like, later on, she has, like, a huge part over yeah. here. So she must have been really cool. <laughs> but, like, he never shows up ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so that all we watched? Is that kind of... Uh, Great British Baking Show. Still good. Um, it's never not going to be good. It's never not going to be good. Mm, I don't... I think that's it. Okay, cool. I, I think... Then we can do what we've been paid to do right harlan coben's shelter 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 Shelter. now this is obviously we are in the middle of our amazon purge yep Mm -hmm. this is the first of hopefully many now i (laughs) i will say uh before we get started here i did take a make a list here okay and uh, i just wanted to say what we've done so far because as remind people what we're doing with the the amazon thing I thought you were going to do that. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so why, why are we quiet? No, we are going to cancel our Amazon subscription. And before we do that, we want to see if anything will make it worth it. So yeah. we're going to watch all of the Amazon original program, Well, as many as we can before the subscription runs out. Exactly. That's what we're going to do until our subscription runs out. We'll have to figure out when the, that date is. Yeah. And we've had some recommendations. Harlan Coben's <laughs> shelter today is a recommendation. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're here to do. Um, now, I just want to say what, what we have done since our podcast has been doing this. Okay. These are the Amazon shows we have already done. The originals. Originals. Okay. We may have done more, but this is what I, I could figure out <laughs> through my research. Okay. We did Carnival Row. I almost picked it to do for this because I was like, <laughs> and I was like, and then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, we did oh, that. Oh, we did that. Okay. I think that's the one with Orlando Bloom. <gasps> the fairies. Yeah, the yeah, fairy okay, detective gotcha. story. Okay. Okay. Uh, never watched, barely even remember we watched it. Yeah. If it wasn't for the record of the internet, I wouldn't have even known. The Expanse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. People love it. Uh, this is another one that I forgot we did. I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that one at all. <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings, colon, The Rings of Power. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so far, that was the only one we liked. Of what okay. we watched. Mm-hmm. And that's just because I'm a Tolkien fan. And it's more because yeah. we're a Tolkien fan. Uh, uh, let's yeah. be honest. It's more yeah, of let's a, be honest here. It's more of a sentimental attachment yeah. than an actual, like, this was a quality show. Exactly. Jack Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Citadel. Citad- Citadel. I that's think... the one with the spies where um, I had the guy from Game of Thrones and they forgot who they were. 
they were in a train in the Alps and he started smoking in the non-smoking car. This is what I remember from the show. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't remember. All okay, right. Good. Okay. Now, what we have watched alone, like not for our podcast. Okay. Uh, well, you've only watched one as far as I know. I must be more, but this mm-hmm. is what I found. I've watched Invincible, okay. which I enjoy, mm-hmm. which I said also, I've read the, the comics. comics. Yeah. The Boys I've watched. Okay. And I, I liked it, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an Aaron show. Mm. <laughs> um, and then I watch, uh, then you and I have watched Good Omens. Oh, yeah. I like Good Omens. Now, yeah. I, now as far as all of these shows are concerned, Good Omens yeah. is the only one I would say is a legit good show. Yeah, I love Good Omens. But it, that's because it's based on a really good book. Yeah, exactly. So you can't really go too far off that. Exactly. I mean, like yeah. Rings of Power is based on a, a book series, but it's not really mm-hmm. based on the books. It's kind of... Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much... Guys, as much of a token head as I am, I ain't getting into Cimmerillion. No, that shit's boring. I can't do I've it. Tried. I've tried. It's like reading Joseph Conrad's Illuvatar. It's like, it's so hard to get through. Illuvatar, the Satan of Midwest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Remember that? Oh, God. I, I don't know. It's too dry for me. Yeah, too dry. Can't can't do it. Uh, I can't I, just read a book on facts. I'm I like sorry. my Lord of the Rings wet. <laughs> Ew. Hot, humid, and happening. Okay, gross. Just gross. That's something. You take that back. <laughs> don't ever quote Steven Tyler. <laughs> In my presence. Just so you know, guys, that is from, what, what show was he a judge on? I don't know, on? like The Voice or something. Some crappy show. American Idol, maybe. And, and he like told that. some 16-year-old girl that she was hot, humid, and happening. This happened like maybe 10 years ago, and we've been quoting it ever since. It's so disgusting. It's so disgusting. It is the grossest thing I've ever heard somebody <laughs> tell a woman. A, a, a underage woman when under- he was in his 60s. It was disgusting. And he's like, what? 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 She's hot, humid, and heavy. Ew! Why God, would you man. think? Why would you think? Man, God, that's gross. That's something you tell the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> You're hot, humid, and heavy. <laughs> it's not something you tell a young woman. On the <laughs> that is so gross. I don't care how sweet, how many sweet emotions you have. You don't say that no. to a young girl. No, this is gross. Uh, anyway, you don't say that to an older woman either. Like I said, the only thing somebody come up to me and tells me I'm hot, <laughs> human, and happening, I will kick them in the balls. That is the only appropriate response. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Trust me, guys. <laughs> now, but we speaking of shows based on books, we did. Harlan Corbin. Wait, who is it? Coben? I think it's Coben. I think I wrote it down wrong. Is it Coben? I don't even know. I don't didn't even care enough to write his name down right. I think it's Coben. We're assholes. I'm sure he I'm sure if you're into his deal, he's very good. Yeah. I I if you're into that type of stuff, I am not. I thought the show was hilarious. (laughs) You thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, not purposely hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was very entertaining for me. Okay. Because it was so stupid. It was very stupid. And so I I enjoyed it on that level. Do you want to give a show synopsis so people know? And it wasn't sexist, so. No. So, you know, I didn't have any problems watching it. It was pretty fucking woke, if you ask me. Oh, was it? Um, and and I uh, well we'll get to that in a minute you want to give us a synopsis of the show now that you have your voice back sure Mickey lives with a mother in rehab what does he I, I thought his mother was I thought his mom was like near death 
I I thought she was maybe dead. I, but for some odd reason, the aunt wasn't telling him. I okay. I'm only realizing this now because I don't think it was well established okay. in the show. Mm-hmm. See, I thought mm-hmm. the way the show was structured. There's a car accident at the beginning of this show. Yeah. Just to, we'll get that out of the way really quick. I thought this was soon after that accident, and she was still in the hospital. His yeah. father had died. His mother was in the hospital. He's living with the right. aunt. I think it's actually been more t- more time has passed than I. Th- well, no, he's not older. No, so it can't be that because because yeah. now I'm thinking like, oh, maybe she's like addicted to opioids or something like that after oh, the accident. Maybe. Yeah. Now that I'm hearing about this rehab thing, oh, but yeah. like. I thought he was going to visit her in the hospital, like she was still like in traction or paralyzed or right. in physical therapy. And this is the first time I'm hearing about rehab, re- unless she's like in a physical mm-hmm. rehab thing. But they're treating her like she's like a pariah a bit. Yeah, so... it's weird. Okay. <clears throat> a dead father, an annoying aunt. Oh. oh, how dare her prepare food for him. Yeah. And put her up in his house. And a new school in New Jersey. I thought they were in L.A. No, it clearly says New Jersey. Oh, no, no, no. The, at the beginning, they're in L.A. They, this is another one of those shows with a lot of time jumps and a okay. lot of... Oh, okay. Uh, we're, we're moving through space and time. Like, like oh, we're, that would be like why Like we're I'm, the doctor. I'm being left behind. Okay. When Timey, a... why, me, wobbly. <laughs> right. When a creepy old woman... Wow. Age as much. Age as much. Tells him that his father isn't dead. Mickey thinks he's losing his mind. And I'm pretty sure the old woman... Wait, wait losing his mind? Yeah, that's what it says. Is that what this show is about? No. Losing his mind? No, I think it's about a bunch of teenagers going into a haunted mansion. <laughs> is she a, Is she Romani? Is she... <laughs> is this I racist? Think, I think Is this not as woke as I think it is? I think she's the future version of Ashley who's not dead, but who is capturing the souls of all these dead kids so that they enjoy their childhood. I think... That's because, a more interesting story than what's I actually going to happen. I think all the kids are dead from like horrible events, and so I think she. We'll have to talk about that. So I think she takes their souls, mm. uh, so that they're not like in hell. Because she's Romani. No, <laughs> uh, I never even got that. Um, it, to give them a, a happy, happy childhood. You think that's what's happening? I think so. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right. What happened in this episode? Or. My second theory, changelings. <laughs> changelings. All right. Fairy folk. Fay folk. Fay folk. After a tragic accident, Mickey Bolitar finds himself living with his aunt in Castleton, New Jersey, a town with a lot of buried secrets. Classmate disappears without a trace. Okay. Are you sure? No way. I'm not done. Are you sure? Uh, are you sure that's how it's? You copied I copied and pasted. and pasted it. Wow. That's a terrible sentence. Okay. It's not even. It's Mickey's a drawn into a conspiracy. So shock. Clearly wasn't written by Harling <laughs> Coben. Wow. Okay. That was a really bad summation. This uh, uh, show has people with very interesting names, but uh, in the show, not talking about in real life. <laughs> uh, we have Jaden Michael as Mickey Bolatar. Mm-hmm. We have Constance Zimmer as Shira Bolatar. We have Adrian Greensmith as Arthur Spindell, otherwise known as Spoon Spindell. Oh, God. <clears throat> God. Uh, we have Abby Corrigan as Ema Winslow. Not Emma, Ema. Because there's only one M, apparently. Yes, there's only one M. Uh, this was released August 18th, 2023. The number one song was Rich Men North of Richmond, uh, again, by Oliver Anthony Music. And the number one movie was Barbie. What were your expectations or predictions for this 
Sure. Oh, you might not have any because I, I sprung this on you real All last minute. question marks. Just question marks. Just question marks. Like because, the Riddler. Yes, because I didn't even see the cover, so I couldn't really do anything. And like I said, I thought it was like a shelter for runaways yeah. who were being used and abused. That's what I thought I was getting into, and I was like, oh, fuck. Great. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, My haiku is based solely on my knowledge of Harlan Coven <laughs> and the cover art I saw. Ghosts in the attic and ghoulies in the basement. Mm. There's no shelter here. Ooh. Ooh, that's good. Thanks. I yeah, appreciate it. I like that one. That's uh, your best haiku yet. Oh, wow. Thank you yeah. very much. So the show starts like Hill House, which is ironic that we like. <laughs> just watched it. We just watched it. It starts with like a family panicked. Mm-hmm. Running through a house, mm-hmm. being put into a soundproof room, which is ew. That was. It that looked like the the place where the the women and children are thrown in Helm's Deep. Yeah. And not to bring up Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> <laughs> like underneath this house, there's like mines in a mine. <laughs> so um, that was in 1998. Then we cut forward 25 years later. Uh-huh. Because apparently it's been 25 years since 1998, guys. Just saying. Just saying. Crazy. Crazy, <laughs> guys. It's not... a not Quarter of a century later. Not pleasant. Not pleasant. Think about that, guys. What have you been doing the past 25 years? What have you accomplished? What have you done? Yeah. Rethink your life. <laughs> we have this podcast. <laughs> this will be our legacy. Oh, yuck. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, that's just sad. I burned myself. Great. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, the more I watch it okay so it starts off and they're in LA and it's his father who has he kind of gives off Timothy Oliphant vibes (laughs) no he doesn't you don't think so no he doesn't Okay. Don't you dare compare him to Timothy Oliphant take his name out your mouth Um, and his son and his wife and they're playing basketball now I don't understand who is the basketball player in this whole the brother that we his, haven't met We yet. haven't met his brother. Then why does everyone assume that, is it just his last name? Because Brad's dead and has been since he was 10. Okay, Brad, wait, who's Brad? His dad. His real dad's dead? Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, so that's not his father? No, that's his father. <laughs> wait, okay, hold on. <laughs> Explain okay, the this, family okay, tree. Okay, the dad died when he was 10. Okay. It's just been um like a shell of a body moving through because like an avatar. Because that was uh, he imp- because that creepy old woman has kept them alive. In their shells. So yeah, so they're basic kind of zombies. This is stuff you're making up. This is not true to what is in the show. <laughs> this is what I got out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's his biological father. Yeah, who's dead. Let's. We're going to put that over to the he, side right now. He was right dead now. when he was 10. We're going to put that to what then, we know from this show. And then supposedly he died a second time in a car accident. <laughs> we can only discuss what is actually textually on the show. <laughs> well, that's what I got from it. Because, but my point is, that, uh, Mickey Bolitar, mm-hmm. and like his father's name's something wild. It's like M- Mil- Malachi. Brad. Bo- Who's Malachi Miltalock? Who something. the hell are you talking about? I swear to God. His dad's I, name is Brad. There is a person with a name that is like a dwarven name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, anyway, Brad. Wow, Brad. were we watching the same thing? Maybe not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
That's interesting. Um, no, so 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 Brad, Mickey, and his wife, nameless Joanne. Nameless Joanne, who sits in the back seat. That's what. Okay. That was, that's what <laughs> so so Mickey's really good at basketball. When he yeah. moves to New Jersey, everyone thinks. He's gonna be great at basketball, and he's like, like no. his so-called dad, but that's not his dad. That was this his, is his uncle. uncle. Why would people assume? Okay, we'll get to that when we get. Because, to that. like I said, his dad is dead. Brad's been dead since he was ten. <laughs> no, we got it. We can't. We can't dwell on that. <laughs> we cannot. We cannot. We cannot do that. Um, okay, so they, his dad sucks at basketball, though. Yeah, and his yeah. son is good. Yeah. And so they spent all day uh, on Malibu playing <laughs> basketball, and they're driving home. And, like, this show, I, I guess it's just maybe it's because, I mean, like, I know everyone notices this, but I think it's because of the nature of our podcast of mm-hmm. watching lots of TV shows that, like, I'm really starting to get, like, hung up on, like, little dumb things that TV shows do, like mm-hmm. having someone sit in the back seat in the middle. In the middle, leaning forward. Like leaning they're forward. sitting in the front seat. Put your... F- seatbelt on and then she has a seatbelt on she must have the lap band on or whatever but I don't know she's hanging upside down in the car it's like first of all why is your wife sitting in the back seat yeah that's bizarre <laughs> come on that is bizarre there is a hierarchy to the, where people <laughs> sit in a car now I don't like to drive so I have you drive me everywhere right so I sit in the passenger seat right because of your age and the honor afforded to you as matriarch of the family. <laughs> you don't sit True. in the middle seat. No, I do not. Of the back. No, I do not. Nobody... I sit in that heated seat. Yeah, you get the heated seat. I get the heated for your, seat. For your tukkas. For my buns, because they like to be warm when I'm sitting. <laughs> right, when it gets cold out, you need your warms to be a little toasty. But, like, nobody sits in that middle seat. No. The only time anyone sits in that middle seat is if you have five people in the car. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no reason. So it's, it, it's like so. Anyway, so they're so they're driving home, and they're listening to a song that will become the late motif of the show. <laughs> this the song, Blue Butterfly song. Okay, so so they're driving home. And it's supposed to be like a very like you know how this is. This is how your family is, and like this dumb song comes on the radio. Then I'm like nobody would know the words to. Nobody, nobody would, would know. love this song so much that here they would know my, the words here to. Here was it. my problem with the song. I did a lot of maybe I should have been paying attention more to the show. Maybe yeah, I would have figured because out. Yeah, would have figured out that his dad's been dead since his dad was 10. <laughs> right. Instead, I was looking up the the origins of the song. <laughs> so, it's like it's set up like one of those things where you're like you got the adults with the kids and like the kids like Mom, Dad, this song's lame. I want to hear. And then he starts singing along too, so he knows the lyrics. And like the and and the dad's like, well, you know the rules. Whoever's driving gets to pick the the music. Mm-hmm. And I guess he always drives, so he always picks the music. But like, okay, so that's a familiar setup, and that's even familiar in real life. I get that because mm-hmm. like I'll be like, no, kids, you got to listen to this song. Like, won't get fooled again by the Who or whatever. <laughs> right, like I'm right. like. No, you got to listen to this. This is a classic music. But the song they choose is like, nobody knows this nobody song. Nobody knows this song. It, and, and then what I found out about this song, it's a song called Gridlock okay. by Butch Walker. And I thought this was like a real country western song. And it turns out this song was written three years ago. Okay. So we're talking about the dad is like nostalgic, like, hey, boy, you got to listen to this song from 
three years ago. <laughs> I'm 43 now. I was 40 when this came out. Big fan of this. Now, what I know, <laughs> I got a lot of research on this. Butch Walker was in a band called Marvelous Three, which I have heard of. They did like okay. Freak of the Week. If you okay. remember that, it's like a 20-something-year-old song probably. Yeah. That would have made more sense, though, right. in terms of like, hey, you got to listen to this song. This is from when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, but it's not a song that like just came out. And then everybody knows this song. I promise you, if you watch this show, you have never in your life heard this song. <laughs> it's never been on any charts. No. Nobody knows it. It is not a real song. And what was crazy about it is... <laughs> It is played four times. Oh, I yeah. I, I kept track every time it came up. That's mm -hmm. why I, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's a late motif of this. Yeah, that's why you don't know what was happening in the show. Because <laughs> I was so focused on this song, it kept coming up. It's from Butch Walker's album, American Love Story. But in the show, it's from, I think, a band called Shelter. Yeah. And whose logo is a blue butterfly? Whose logo is a blue butterfly? Which led metamorphosis, me, guys. Which I'm like, could they not write an original song for this show? Like, why are they picking this song? I don't know. It's a real song that came out three years ago. I don't know because then they use Jewel. <laughs> yeah, they use the remix of Jewel. <laughs> it was, but anyway, that, I, the song thing really tripped me up because I'm like, I don't have any. You I don't begrudge the song, but it's like that doesn't make sense with, with the nostalgia. Yeah, it would be like yeah. me putting up Shakira's Try Everything to Our Kids, <laughs> a song that came out three years ago that right. they are aware of when it came out. Like, right. yeah, it's like, yeah, Dad, I, I was alive when this came out. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's so weird. And it's certainly not a song that kids would be singing along with. Yeah. So anyway, he's so busy singing along with this show. He doesn't see a semi running the intersection. And that's another thing that's like. Yeah. I was like, how many times do semis run intersections? Yeah. Because this seems to be a problem. A lot like quicksand. Yeah, <laughs> It's like quicksand sitting in the middle seat. Yeah. <laughs> semis running red lights. Yeah. I mean, they seem to do this a lot. He's so busy being proud of his son singing this song. <laughs> That it gets everybody killed. Not begrudging the song. It's a fine song about someone with a mag. Like, there's a line in the song about someone having a car with a MAGA sticker. You point out, it has to, it's a recent it's song. It's a recent song. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah, um, I don't know. So. I feel uh, like Nickelback should have done it. It feels like, it feels like a Nickelback song. <laughs> Look at this photograph. Please stop. Please stop. No, stop. I'm not paying for this. Nickelback is the 11th highest selling artist Ugh. of all time. That's insane. Uh, Shania Twain is the number one most selling female artist. Have you heard? Shania Twain. I don't mind Shania Twain back in the, her old stuff, Ugh. her freak of the week era. <laughs> but like I, like I said, I've been trying to like keep up with like, I'm like, I want to keep up with like the, what's coming out now. And it's like, Shania Twain's new album. <laughs> and it is terrible. It is so bad. It's all auto-tuned. It's poppy. I'm like, Ugh. that's not why, you know, that's not why we watch Shania Twain. I mean, I'm not a fan, period. But anyway, so, so they're in this car accident. The father dies. Now, here's what's weird to me. Up until this point, our POV character is the father. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. I thought watching this show, I'm like... I thought he was going to be the main character. The father's going to yeah. be the main character of this mm -hmm. because everything we're seeing... And, and as the show progresses and we get flashbacks, 
it's always from the father's perspective, not from the kid who's having the flashback. Right. He's having flashbacks to conversations he would not have been a present for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, I'm very confused. So, yeah. So I'm like, okay, here's the car accident. So my thought is the mother has died. Mm-hmm. The father is still alive with the son. Mm-hmm. But it turns out the father is dead. and I'm He's like, not. It's his second death. Yes, but he's not a main character of the show. No, he's not. So I don't know why we started with his point of view. We should have always started with Mickey's point of view. Yeah. And you could still have had, like, everything happen basically as it is, but you just have to shift that perspective to the person we're actually going to follow, not the person who's about to die in, like, three minutes. Exactly. Or quote-unquote die. Yeah. So after his father's death, his mother, I I guess, is in rehab. Um, (laughs) He is... Sent to his aunt's house, who apparently has no idea how to feed herself, let alone anyone else. She cannot, like, how she are you alive? She couldn't even put out a fire pan, uh, fire, frying yeah. pan fire. She couldn't even put that out. And then she burned waffles inside a toaster oven. Well, yeah, we're not talking about, like, homemade waffles. Even no. at, well, even in a, a waffle iron. I don't know how you would even burn a waffle in a waffle I, iron. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, but this we're is talking impossible. About, like, in a toaster. Yeah. And then she, like, just, like, smears on some, like... Butter and fruit and syrup. And she expects him to eat it. It's like... And then she's, like, later on, she's like, he doesn't even like egos. And I'm like, because you burnt the shit out of him until they look <laughs> like hockey pucks. You made something catch fire. <laughs> the problem's with you, yeah. not with him. Yeah. I but, wouldn't be eating your food either, lady. So he's, like, checks out of the, the thing. And then we get our first supporting character, who's basically Eddie Deason. Oh, my God. I had... <laughs> Oh, wow. This kid, way over the top. I don't know what's happening with this. This is a kid who will eventually be known as Spoon. Yes. Per his request. He keeps popping up. So for the longest time, I thought he was a figment of Mickey's imagination. Until Ema confirms that he exists. Until Ema actually spoke to him. He could have been a ghost child. Yeah, I didn't think he was real. He's like pale. He's got that pale kind of. Well, he kept popping up at weird times. And I was like, are you stalking him, dude? Yes. Because he just keeps popping up at these weird times. I did not understand what his deal was. (laughs) Because he he like, our boy Mickey Mm -hmm. leaves his house and this kid appears on his front step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he introduces himself as he's some sort of like. Welcoming committee. Welcoming committee. And he's like, like I said, he's like Eddie Deason, if you know who Eddie Deason is. He's just like that stereotypical nerd nerd. Right. He knows all the little facts. He's your Hermione, of, mm-hmm. if you will, of this, where if a character needs to know some obscure piece of information, he knows it off yeah. the top of his head. He's your walking Wikipedia, which these characters are kind of no longer necessary now that we have, like, the internet. But whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess it just saves us tip-tap time. Yeah. You know, so, like, if he can just rattle off a fact. But, like, he's a weird nerd, too, because he also knows, like, the scoring records of, like, players at their high school. Yeah, it's weird. And, again, that's where I'm weirded out about, like, they know things like the scoring records, but they don't know the family relationship. Like, they're like, you're going to play basketball, right? Because your father had the scoring record. And he's like, that wasn't my father. That was my uncle. Yeah. So the kid knows all about the scoring record. Like, mm-hmm. all they know is the last name. Because there was only one son. Like I said. <laughs> his father died when his father was 10. But, but what's weird is like. He doesn't really exist. It, what's weird is, like, it seems to me mm-hmm. that, like, he knows a lot of, like, facts and stuff, 
But like the idea that someone could have the same last name eludes these people. It's like someone coming up to be like, how's your sister? And I'm like, she's fine. And they're like, she writing any more hit albums? And I'm like, what? Yeah. And they're like, Lauren Hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, Lauren Hill's not my sister. Yeah. We just have the same last name. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but they also, with this Eddie Deason character, put like the weirdest homoerotic <laughs> undertones to literally almost everything he says. Yeah. Was that intentional? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because he's really into emo. Because he's like, yeah, because he's, yeah, because he's like, he kisses emo and that's like a big deal for him. Yeah. So I, but he like is always touching Mickey, like always touching him, Mm -hmm. hugging him. This is like within like seconds of them meeting each other. He's like. He's very touchy. Very, very touchy, which is like a weird personality trait to put on like your nerd character. Okay. I feel like, but also. So, okay, I, 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 let me collect my thoughts. So he runs into Mickey when Mickey walks out of his house. And he tries to give Mickey a ride to school. And Mickey's like, no, that's cool. I'm just going to walk. And then Spoon goes to another person who turns out to be his father. And he's like, the father's like, he's not coming with us. And he's like, you did a good job, boy. Like, I'm like, is he, like, being the wingman for his son to make friends? Maybe. 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 Like, okay. And so then they get to school, and then as soon as Mickey arrives at school, Spoon shows up again. Yeah, that's why I thought, because he just kept appearing randomly. Yeah. In Mickey's life, and I was like, he's he's not real, right? He, this kid is not real. He's an imaginary friend, right? Yeah. So then he, ta- he asks Mickey if he can escort him to the Castleton commencement ceremony, and Mickey's like, okay, and so then... And then he says, okay, let's do a little bit of humping. Because they're camels. Well, I, which I get. But, and then later on, he tells Mickey that he's like a teddy bear. Somebody stuff me. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Gr- it was, uh, it was uh, uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand the, the non-sexual yes. way these are being used. Yes. But there's. A weird homoerotic undertone with under everything he's saying. That right. again, I'm not sure if it's intentional. Right. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's like Spoon's gay. Right. Okay, that's a one interpretation. Or B. If he is, that would make way more sense, and it wouldn't be weird. It would. It would. That'd be fine. But, but right now, since he's not gay, it's weird. Then see, that's fine. Yeah. Like if he's gay, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay. He's yeah. gay. No big deal. Yeah. But if he's not gay, and this is just to show, uh, oh, oh, okay, the, uh, the, uh, another interpretation is we didn't realize any of these things sound gay, <laughs> which is a bit far afield for me, but okay, maybe we just are, Harlan Coben is just, does not register this. <laughs> Third possibility is Spoon is not gay, and this is to highlight his like social awkwardness, but yeah. then that's making homosexual sexuality Awkward. the punchline yeah mm-hmm. that's making it which being, it shouldn't be which it should never be yeah so like the the best case scenario would be that he's gay mm-hmm. but it seems like he's not yeah so the second best case scenario is the people writing this just did not catch that I'm like a tub teddy bear somebody stuff me or let's get to humping <laughs> um you know I don't know I don't know so anyway so we got spoon <laughs> but it's not just spoon though everybody in this show is really struggling to be human. Yes. In fact, I even asked when I was watching it, 
Do you ever human much? Yeah. <laughs> like it was bizarre. All every conversation wasn't what humans would say to each other. Yeah. And the way they even like would look at each other and yeah. engage with one another another seemed so alien. Yeah, it was very weird. Like, I mean, maybe that's the point to put in this weird mood of things not being what they right? are. I don't know that it was hit hard enough then if that's what the intention okay. was. Like, I don't I don't know. It, it, it's just odd. It's, it's odd. Like, okay, so so he goes to the commencement. He humps it over there with, uh, <laughs> with Spoon. Mm-hmm. And he is introduced to this girl, Ashley. This yeah. is like our main mystery. We haven't even gotten to like the main oh, mystery right, of right. this shit. He's introduced by Troy and Troy's girlfriend. I don't know Troy's girlfriend, but she was acting really inappropriate with Mickey. I felt like in that scene too. She's like, "Who's this? Who's that hottie?" Uh, yeah, like in front of her boyfriend. I'm like, "This is not gonna bode well for Mickey," <laughs> which it doesn't. But for different reasons. Yeah. Like, tr- okay. One thing I had a problem with Troy uh-huh. is, like, he's, like, begging Mickey to be on the basketball team. Yeah. Begging him. And Mickey's like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. You know, that I don't want to do this because it reminds me of my father. Yeah. And then when he finally relents and he's like, yes, I'm going to play basketball. Troy, like, beats him up. Troy beats him up. He's like, hey, take that nerd. And I'm like, <laughs> what the f- did you want me to play basketball? <laughs> like, he wanted him to play basketball because of the legacy of the Bolitar name in that school. Yeah. We want a good basketball player so our team will be good right. is the way it's set up. And then the way the payoff is, is like, f*** you, nerd. Yeah. So I'm like, what the f*** is happening? And it has nothing to do with his girlfriend being no. slightly flirtatious with no. him. Like, it's not like that. It's weird. Yeah. Like, again, that's what we're saying, like. It's not how humans act. <laughs> right. You know, like, it's it's like they're taking tropes but don't understand how the tropes fit together. Right. Right? Yeah. So um, he's introduced by Troy's girlfriend to this girl, Ashley. And this is, like, for that human stuff. He follows her to her locker. Mm-hmm. She opens up her locker. And she's like, I-, I wrote it down. This is my first locker. I... <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's, like, a big deal for her that this is her first ever locker. Mm-hmm. And on the inside of her locker is, like, a... Blue a, butterfly. The blue butterfly, which is a, on the album mm-hmm. shelter. And it's everywhere. It, it turns out it's on Ema's shoulder. It's on the EMT who yeah. helped them that night. Like, it's, like, a this is, like, a thing. So she covers it with a magnetic hippo that she just has. From that she got from the Met, apparently. She got it from the Met, but, like, she just had it ready to go. Like, yeah. Poop, like, <laughs> like, put it right up there. Well, how does how does creepy old lady get it then? I don't know because it wouldn't be in her backpack. I uh, yeah, it would be in her locker, and yeah. someone got into her locker. I guess this is one of the mysteries that were will be revealed as the show goes on. One thing I didn't like though, and I think this is it, it, this doesn't have to do with the show in particular, but I think it's a problem sociologically. Okay, sociologically. Um. One thing this show really hammers home, and I think it's a problem in real life, is everybody knows everything about Mickey Bolitar. Yeah. Everybody, they know about his family. They know about his history. They know, like, even the nerd knows the scoring record for this guy who played for the team 20-something years ago. Yeah. Like, and I think it sets a false idea, since I assume this show is meant for teens. Okay. It's like a teen thriller, I suppose. Oh, okay. I don't think it's for adults, I oh, guess. Oh, right. All right. Right? So I think one thing I've 
feel about these shows, it sets the false impression that everybody is always watching you. Mm. And I think it's unhealthy for kids to always feel like they're the center of attention all yeah. the time. Because it's that, that feeling when you're in adolescence where you feel like you're on the stage and all the spotlights are on you when you have to realize that literally nobody is paying attention nobody. to you because everybody's always in their own head. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Teenagers they're, don't notice anything about you. But you're obsessed with everybody looking at you. Yeah. But what you don't realize is they're so obsessed with everybody looking at them. Yeah. They are not paying attention to you at all. Nope. So you literally can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking home then from school. I don't know. Has he had his... Was he ghosted yet? He sets up a date with Ashley. I don't remember when he gets ghosted, but he gets ghosted. And uh, he starts realizing that she may have been abducted. Something bad's happened to her. Right. And he's walking home from school and there's this a creepy house. Mm-hmm. And that's that's goals for you, correct? Yes. Um, I want to be the neighborhood bat lady. You, yeah. She is known as yeah. the bat lady. Yeah. I, I want to I wanna be the neighborhood witch. That's hashtag life goals. <laughs> the, like, that's like the one thing he says when he meets Spoon for the first time. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's up with that creepy house? And it's a beautiful house. There's just, nothing wrong with just it. It's overgrown a bit. And in an overgrown in like an English garden sense. It's so pretty. It's like nice and kind yeah. of like. A, I was like, you know what? You just get rid of some of those weeds. It'd be beautiful. Exactly. And of course, Spoon knows the entire history of this a house. Bat lady. A, a bat lady. Mm-hmm. And to the point, And you apparently you can Google bat, bat lady, lady. And it comes up with a witch on a broom. Like, she is so well known within this community, yeah. but it pulls up her house. It pulls up her house even, yeah. Like, within, like, Google, I can type bat lady, and yep. it's like, oh, you mean this old woman who lives in Castleton, <laughs> New Jersey, of course. Let me of course. let me help you with that. Of course. <laughs> How can I help you with that today? Oh, man, wouldn't it be great if it was, since now I know this takes place in New Jersey, wouldn't it be great if it happens to be the Jersey Devil, and that's why she's called the bat lady? It could be the Jersey Devil. Right? We don't know. We That'd be fun. I don't Although th- I like my changeling theory and the fact that they're all dead anyway. I think you have to accept the fact that this is not paranormal. Aww. I don't think there's anything paranormal going on. I think this is just like... Well, that's unfair. And I think it's a missed opportunity because I think that's the only way the show is interesting. Yeah, is because like, well, you told me too when we first see Bally, you're like, it's because she's a werewolf. And I was like, what? <gasps> Suddenly I was interested and then you're like, I'm kidding. There's, there's no werewolves in this. And I was like... <laughs> But then again, like, there's enough weird things that happen in this show that if it's not at least a little paranormal, Mm -hmm. it makes no sense. (laughs) It's a lot paranormal, babe. It has to be, right? It's a lot paranormal. Okay. But, um, so he's walking home. He's been ghosted. He decides he's going to trespass in the Bat Lady's house. Well, because he hears the, their favorite song playing. The, the, what, what is it called? The, the Goldlocks. Gridlock, Gridlock by yeah. Butch Walker. <laughs> I, if, any, if people pull anything, they should pull up Gridlock by Butch Walker and just listen to it. until. And then 20 years from now, I could be like, I used to listen to that song all the time, all the time when you were I, a kid. I know the words, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like, she calls out his name. This bat lady. Yeah. And she says, your father's not dead. See ya, sucker. Wow. Yeah, and disappears into her house. And so he's like, come back, lady. Yeah. He's just banging on her house. And then Winona Ryder, who is also apparently trespassing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Winona Ryder is emo. <laughs> yeah. She starts saying, like, why, what, why are you doing this to bat lady? Get the fuck out of here. Why are you picking this cliche target? Yeah. 
banging on her doors and window. And I'm like, is that something kids do is like bang on people's doors and windows? I don't know. And she like is so busy being snarky. She's not even giving him a chance to explain. Yeah. Like it's not like he's TPing her house. He's not right. egging her house. Right. He's not doing a traditional prank. He's just banging on the door saying, open up, open up. Open up, open up. I mean, like if I'm Ema, I'm thinking either he's trying to attack this woman. I'm not thinking it's a harmless prank. No. Something concerning is happening here. Yeah. This kid is in an emotional state where he is like accosting this woman. I don't know why he's accosting this woman. Mm -hmm. If I have the balls <laughs> basically to be like, hey, right. what are you doing? Maybe stop and figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, but she does not do that. She is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So then he gets ghosted. And so then he goes back to that house, and then he gets arrested because he's an angry black kid banging on a white woman's door. Yes, he, yeah. <laughs> he, but, like, the racial elements of the show are weirdly inserted, too. It's, mm -hmm. I, think my, I, I think a lot of the stuff in the show, again, relies heavily on tropes. Yeah. And I'm assuming... Without having read a word of Harlan Coben, I am not trying to diss this person. But when you have 200 books to your credit wow, or whatever it is, it was a lot. It, okay. He's been writing since the early 90s. Wow. It's a lot of books. But when you are a person who has that many books, mm -hmm. I feel like you do rely on tropes a lot. Yeah. Right? Because, because you're like, this yeah. is a formula. It's a business. This is how I'm doing it. This is like the mm -hmm. R.L. Steinness mm -hmm. of it. Stephen King, mm -hmm. all this stuff. You know, not to say that the books are all similar, but we're relying on certain things yeah. that we can write this quickly. So that people can relate quickly to. My problem is all of these tropes don't necessarily work. Right. They're, the way they're inserted, like, there is a racial, like, he gets busted because he is a, um, he is a, of mixed race right. banging on a woman's door in the middle of the night. Yeah. But, like, that's the first time any kind of racial element has been brought up in the show. It's mm -hmm. weirdly, like, all of the sudden, this is a deal yeah. when nobody has brought it up up until this point. Right. I feel like that should have maybe been, like, oh, and this town's a little bit racist. And so he thinks his aunt is racist, though, too, right? I think so. Because he was like, you never liked her. Yeah. Well, and that's another you one. You never liked my mom. You, you never wanted my dad to be with her. Yeah. It, well, at least he but I think it's because she knows the dad has been dead. Right, because he was not the same. Because he's he's not he's not real. But another one of like those weird tropes that like so like again, like that trope, that racial trope is in there, but it's not set up in a way that right. makes sense for what we've seen up until this point. Another trope that they bring in too is once she's he's brought home and he's having that fight, like you mm -hmm. never liked her mm -hmm. part, like it's a very common trope of like, I'm the foster kid, you're not my mom, blah, 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 right. blah. And then he blurts out, I'm blaming you, Shira, for my mother or my father's death. Yeah. And she's like, what? And like, okay, I understand that. From a trope perspective, I understand the, I'm blaming you for my her parents' death, even though it's not your fault. Right. But then he outlines how it's her fault and it is a wild leap. Yeah, it's a big time leap. He is blaming her because she never liked his mother, yeah. which forced them to move out of the country. And he's like, and if we never moved out of the country, we would have never moved to LA. <laughs> 
So because she didn't like his mother, they moved out of the country and that led them to moving to L.A. And because they moved to L.A., they were in the car that night. Yeah, I couldn't follow that argument Which either. led to his father dying. That's why it's your fault that he is dead. Yeah, that made no sense to me. Then I was like, that is such a leap. I can't even. some butterfly effect leap. Yeah. That, like, by that token, you can make anything make any sense. Because yeah. I had a Subway sandwich today, mm -hmm. I was not there. You know what I mean? Like, you can yeah. do, you can extrapolate anything you want. But, like, the the butterfly effectness of it is so broad. Yeah. Like, if you want to blame her for his father's death, mm -hmm. you have to have, oh, my father was really upset when he was driving that night because he just got off the phone with you. Yeah. Because you were giving him about his, my mother. Yeah. Then that makes sense. Then that makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, and if he wasn't upset because he had gotten in a fight with you about mm -hmm. my mom, mm -hmm. he would have been paying attention and yeah. he wouldn't have gotten in you know, ran that red light. Yeah. But the whole, we moved out of the country and that led to us moving to LA. Yeah. <laughs> and that led us to being in the car that night right. is crazy. Yeah, that was nuts. I did not follow that line of thinking <laughs> at all. <laughs> and, and, and I'm the one thinking that his dad's been dead twice. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't even follow that, that makes, line of thinking. That makes more sense to me. <laughs> and then... And again, there's like, a, there's a, like, just like, I think what the show is trying to do is set up mysteries. Yeah. It wants to have, it wants to throw a lot of shit at the walls as evidenced by the last two minutes of the show. <laughs> oh my God. Where so it much. is just like flinging feces. I mean, just like a, bonkers. Like a chimpanzee on meth. Those last few minutes, I was just laughing my ass off because it was wild. But like you said, he goes to this bat lady's house. It's just banging on the door yeah. and the, a cop shows up because they've heard of a disturbance. But then when the, the other kids, when the white kids are there with him later, no problem. No cops. They literally break into this woman's house. Yeah. No cops. Nothing's reported. It's only when he's like knocking on her door that yeah. he gets called on. And the cop is like, I don't know who you are. I know every single child in Castleton. And he's like, oh, my name's Mickey Boulevard. I know where you live, kid. It, yes. And I was like, wait a second. You just didn't know who he was before. And now you know where he lives? Within like three sentences of each other. <laughs> who are you? I'm this kid. I live here. Yeah, I know where you live. Four sentences. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he went from the two sentences he says back to I back, know every kid in this town to... I don't I know, know where you, you live. To I know where you live. <laughs> like, that's the level of writing that it just feels incredibly Dadaist, where it's yeah. just where we, we picked. Just accept what you're hearing. Words out of this house, mm -hmm. uh, out of this hat, and we pasted them onto a screenplay, <laughs> and you're going to follow along because you get it. You get it. You get it. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else to say about Oh, kind of a big one. So after Ashley ghosts him, mm -hmm. and everyone's like, she ghosted you. And he's like, and she ghosted me to the point that she's, like, left school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's some hardcore ghosting. <laughs> that's real. And, like, I love how Troy's girlfriend. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know her name. She's going to be a big character later on. According to the, like, According, coming up. Coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. But she, like, really does place her hand on his shoulder and it's like, she doesn't like you. She's not into you, bro. But this comes after their American conspiracy theory class? 
Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah something about <laughs> Anne Frank not actually being dead. She's like, she has a picture of Anne Frank up, and she's like, can anyone tell me who this is? Mickey, who is this? And he's like, that's Anne Frank. Oh, have you read her diary? I have. Do you know anything about her? She lived in the attic of yeah. her father's business, yeah. and she was captured and uh, died in Auschwitz. Yeah. And she's like, and then his teacher. It's like, but did she? But did she? And there was another girl who helped other kids. Is she dead too? Yeah, we have no record. So we no because record. we have no record of Anne Frank dying in Auschwitz, <laughs> could she be alive? Oh my God. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was all like conspiracy theories about these kids surviving the concentration camps. Like, I get it. I want the kids to be alive too. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously. But but let's face it, let's actually be real here. Yeah. They killed everybody. Like, I, I I mean, I'm not trying to diminish Anne Frank at all. No. And, and that's not what our podcast and, is and about. And I feel like this conspiracy theory diminishes her. Yes. Yes, it does. It, it absolutely yeah. does. The thing with Anne Frank is she was not famous in her time. No. She was not a celebrity. No. The reason why she is, we know of her is because of her diary. It's yeah. like is a record of this time yeah. for victims. That is how we know who she is. Mm -hmm. So, sadly, yeah. yes, she would have probably been anonymous when yeah. she died. Yeah, absolutely. So, the idea that there is no record of mm -hmm. her death is tragically... It's horrible. ...probably very yeah. realistic. Mm -hmm. For this f***ing teacher... <laughs> To be like, but we don't know if Anne Frank really died. She could be out hiding like she's fucking Anastasia of the so, freaking czars. So the bat lady. Which is also tragic yeah. and also dumb. Exactly. So the bat lady has captured all these souls who died horribly and gave them their childhood back. That's why she has the tombstone right. with the here lies childhood. Right, 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 uh, right. I didn't actually read the. Yeah, it was here lies the children without a childhood. Okay, okay. So I think she's giving them second life. Second life. So I think the conspiracy teacher woman Dude, yeah, uh -huh. is Anne Frank. No, I think she's the other girl. Oh, you think she's the other girl I think who it, saved all of them? Okay, yeah. Okay. I don't know. No, okay. I don't know enough. I don't know. Do if you see what I'm saying? I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a combo of changelings of giving these kids life again. Yes, because I mean, like, and that's why Mickey's dad has been dead twice. Right. Yeah, I, that kind of makes sense to Do me. Do you see where I've come from? Here? Yeah, I see what you're coming from. Okay. I see where you're coming okay. from. But yeah, I think his conspiracy theater teacher theory, ah, yeah. conspiracy theory teacher is who actually that teaches second... American history, by the way. Yes, I mean, like this is bonkers, guys. <laughs> like I, I, like it's such a wild, wild mm -hmm. thing for a teacher to be. Teaching. Yeah, I was nuts. I have no problem with you teaching Anne Frank and all that stuff. Oh, That's perfect. what you need yeah. to be teaching. Uh, but definitely. the fact that you're teaching, like, because we don't have any record of her death, could she still be alive? alive? And here's this other girl who helped all these people. Yeah. And again, we have no record of her death either. Is she still alive? Anyway, have a nice day. Like, and then we see her at the end of the episode being very poignant about these things. She's looking at the. <laughs> And like <laughs> she's looking at like it, it like I said those last two minutes are like a montage of craziness. Oh my it's so crazy. So it's like she's looking at a little boy who's his father. I yes. Think, in his little league outfit with his like Castleton Dragons right. 
uh, Little League cap on. And then it, like she zooms in on this picture. And then that we see that hat in the Bat Lady's house. No, it wasn't in the Bat Lady's house. Uh, it was in hit Mickey's room. Oh, it's in Mickey's room? Yeah. Uh, okay. I think. No, no, no. Wait. No, no. no, it's in the Bat Lady's house because in the coming soon, he sees the hat. And he's like, oh, my God, that's the hat. Yeah, she needs, she needs pieces of them in order to keep them alive in different bodies. Take my body back. Take my body back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's I. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I don't really have much more to say about it. There is a scene where, after, like, again, Troy, because all basketball, white basketball players are going to be handsome white basketball teams are named Troy. Don't ever name your kid Troy unless this is what you want from him. This is his (laughs) destiny. Uh, He comes to bully Mickey for no good reason. Yeah, I don't really Like, again, he's like. I guess because he's just your stereotypical bully. Again, but the tropes don't match. No, like, they don't. Because he's like, hey, Mickey, join the team. Hey, Mickey, join the team. Hey, Mickey, you going to join the team? Fine, I'll join the team. Oh, it turns out I'm really good. You suck, Mickey. I hate you now. <laughs> so, like, he goes yeah, to... Yeah, because it wasn't jealousy. It wasn't. And it wasn't, like, it, was, yeah, it wasn't about how to do with his girlfriend. No, no. It just, like, he turns out to be a good basketball player, which, if you want your basketball player uh, yeah. team to be good... No, Troy's just a dick now, apparently. He just turned out to be a... Dick, yeah. and now he wants to just literally bully Mickey. And to his rescue comes Spoon. Yeah. And Spoon has this line that's like talking to the other kid who who is now being introduced as the secondary bully. We have who not has the met. brain of a koala, apparently. That diss I put down because I'm like that is way too much effort for a diss. That requires <laughs> me to do research. Yeah. I need pithy disses. <laughs> this kid is like. Hey, Butch. That's his name. Oh, my God. Seriously? His name is Butch? No, no, no. Buck. 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 His name is Buck. Every name in this is Dylan. What was the other one? There was one. Dylan Shakes. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey. What's his last name? Bolivar. Mickey Bolivar. Bolitar. Bolitar. Spoon Spaghetti or whatever his name is. (laughs) Spaghetti. Spaghetti. I like Spoon Spaghetti better. (laughs) Spoon comes up and he's like, Hey, did you know <laughs> they're being, they're actively in the process of bullying? Yeah. Hey, did you know that koalas have the smallest brain to body ratio of any animal in the animal kingdom? And they're like, we're harassing this child. We're, <laughs> we're giving him a complex right now. And he's like, no, I did not know that koala bears had the smallest brain to body ratio. Why do you ask? I'm only asking. So you know who your competition is. And I'm like, that's too far. That's way too much. And then even Troy had to come in and be like, I think he's calling you dumb. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, I don't understand the diss here. Yeah. Oh, there was, we did have one moment of genuine laughter, though. Okay. Uh, Mickey Bolitar has broken into the Bat Lady's house oh, with right. the and spoon. They, and they call that weird FBI guy a perv. He's listed in IM to be a sunglass man, so. Okay. Okay. But he's like, you need, you kids need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Because apparently the neighbors are racist and like are constantly looking at the Bat Lady's yard, but not, not when this two time. white kids are hanging not out. when the two white kids are no. there. And then, but the Winona Ryder and Spoon start saying like, "What? Can't a couple teenagers just make out? Put your dick away!" And they start like getting really loud about it, like, "Put your dick away!" That seems to be her go-to move, though. Yeah, is to like humiliate people with like. Just saying something because she does that. I'm to, fine with this. She says that to Buck too, like, "Oh, you shit yourself, Buck." Yeah. And then she has like planted a melted chocolate, melted chocolate, 
Because he sat there every. I guess was that her ex boyfriend? Yeah, I'm I don't. I don't know. Maybe she, or he's like she's like because he asks why she knew how she knew he was going to sit in that exact spot. It is very fortuitous. It's again this show requests you to make a lot of leaps. A lot of leaps. These people are like wheels and wheels and like chaos yeah. theorying their yeah. way through life. You're thinking 25 moves ahead in they chess. They are playing fourth fourth dimensional chess. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in this show yeah. except for Troy. Except for poor Troy. He's just a dummy. <laughs> oh, and then at the end, they tracked... I don't know why they don't do this first, but okay. like they're, they're like, we need to find Ashley's house. Yeah. And because Spoon is on the welcoming committee, he has her address. He goes to... So let's stalk her. So he, let's go to stalk her. <laughs> Mickey runs to her house, and there's cops out there. They're pulling a dead body out. And then, of course... And then, oh, and it turns out the cop is Troy's dad, too. Yeah. But like... Troy hates Mickey before all that happens. Yeah, so it's I weird. don't. I don't know. But uh, the, the dad's like, "Why are you always showing up when things are bad, Mickey?" And I'm like, "He's not. He's not. He just happens to be here." And he's like, "Cough him," as <laughs> if he just killed her. Yeah. He, Even though they're clearly freaking out, like, "Oh my god, is she okay? Oh my god!" Yeah, and it, like, and the other thing was, he was just knocking on that woman's door. Yeah, I oh, wow. Like, and he I got arrested for trespassing for knocking on someone's door. Yeah. Like, I don't think he he wasn't doing the like, "Let me in, bat lady." Yeah, he was. Oh, he was the second yeah. time. Oh, okay. No. Well, that is. Yeah. Me. Was he? Yeah. But still, I mean, like, it, it, the guy's acting like there's like a pattern of. <laughs> Emerging here. <laughs> emerging here, and it's not really... Yeah, I don't really understand the hate toward Mickey for, from this cop. Unless it is racism, but... This is extreme. But... Like, that cop might as well be wearing a KKK hood. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Probably uh, is. Maybe is, yeah, I mean, but... like, is that... We're just we're just supposed to take us... Like, I think if there's going to be, like, again, a racial element undertone to this, I think it needed to be established. Yeah. Because it was just kind of out of left field constantly. It was like all of a sudden this was happening. And then it turns out that the body being wheeled out is not the body of Ashley. Because he's like, he's telling his woman who's theoretically someone, someone in her house has just died. Yeah. And he's like, Ashley, your daughter. And she's like, I do not have a daughter named Ashley. (laughs) And then we get like the the montage and then the show's over. Yeah. Um, do you want to know what other people had to say about uh, this? Yeah, yeah, hit me up. So, I don't, I, I don't know if these are even good reviews, but this person, <laughs> Samarl, says it is a, a inane and boring high school drama. She says the first five minutes were promising with an abrupt and somewhat shocking incident, which really? made me wonder where this was going. I, I thought, thought it was very predictable and boring. As soon as he tur- is dri- as soon as anyone in anything is driving and turns to face their path, I'm like, oh, a semi's coming to knock him over. And, and it wasn't even like a good shocking one. No. Like you saw that semi coming like a mile a away. A mile away. Um, especially that Harlan Coben storylines have some interesting twists and turns. <laughs> A Coben head, I guess. Okay. And many scenarios started started popping into my head. Okay. Next scene. A few months later, we are introduced to several characters, all stereotyped high school kids with some quite annoying ones. The nerdy one who is featured prominently, <laughs> the Eddie Deason spoon, throughout the series, and is not funny at all, even though his character is supposed to bring in the comic relief. Oh my God, yeah, really? right. What? He's the comic relief? Oh yeah, he's clearly the comic Seriously? relief. Seriously? Did you think he was the serious one? I didn't think much of him, to be honest. 
The storyline drags and drags until the mystery becomes less and less important to me. I just got so bored. Nothing interesting or worth watching. It's like a cheap version of Riverdale. I suppose we should watch Riverdale at some point. Is it an Amazon original? No. Oh, oh good. Okay. So the next year, maybe. Next year. Something to watch next year. Something to look forward to. Yeah. This is a 10 out of 10 from Des Monk. Uh, It says, best show ever. Ever? Ever. Ever. My boyfriend and I absolutely loved, all caps, this yeah, show. Well, maybe you guys Four were... exclamation points. One for every time that show features in the show. Uh, maybe you guys were, like, busy, you know, diddling each other <laughs> <laughs> while watching this. And you kind of forgot what was going on in the show. I had a friend who couldn't listen to Bob Marley. Yeah. Because every time uh, she had an ex boyfriend, yeah. that every time they made out, he would put on Bob Marley's oh, Legend. Oh, gross. <laughs> Which is like such an inappropriate oh, album. Oh, gross. No wonder she hates Bob Marley. <laughs> and she was like, I can't listen to Bob Marley <laughs> ever. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, maybe that's a, maybe every time they're watching this show, they're like making out yeah. and then they're going to break up and she's going to be like, I hate Harlan Coben. I can't. <laughs> Amazing storyline, amazing characters, just pure. Can you guess what word they're going to use? Amazing. Amazing. Oh, my God, really? All caps, three exclamation points. A little less exclamation points on that one. It keeps you on your toes from start to finish. Your caps will be blasted. Uh, you, You will fall more in love with the characters every episode. I felt like I was a part of their crew watching. And now, are they talking about, like, the film crew? <laughs> I thought I was a part of Mickey craft services. Mickey was my bestie. <laughs> and I want to be best friends with all of them. Well, maybe not Buck and Troy. There we go. Oh, God. The scene where Spoon is commenting uh, the basketball game with his friend. Pure genius. Two exclamation points. I'm noticing a theme here. One last exclamation point. I hope hope they commit to it. I hope the next, because there isn't, I can already see. An exclamation point. And some caps coming up. Ooh, nice. We couldn't stop laughing. God, I kind of want to watch that episode now. I want to see what amused these people so much. (laughs) Uh, So many good parts to name, but 100% recommend. It will keep you on your toes from start to finish. I'm back on my toes again. (laughs) <laughs> hoping and praying thoughts and prayers for season two two exclamation points we need answers three exclamation points it's going points. back up it's going back up it's uh-huh. like a, it's, it's like, like a, a valley we peaked and valley it's, it's like a pyramid mm-hmm. with our exercise <laughs> nice like it um so red light green light the show harlan coben's no colon shelter green light Ooh. Are you going to watch more? No. Oh. <laughs> I do want to watch the, the, the basketball commentary scene now. Oh, okay. All right. But I don't want to We'll watch show. more to see if the, the guy has been dead twice. That is my theory. And if it's not correct, that's just sad. Like, <laughs> I don't really like the show. I don't either. <laughs> but I can see it as trash viewing. Oh, for sure. 100% trash viewing. Like, just mm-hmm. trash. Like, you can watch this mm-hmm. show. Like, it's not going to be your favorite show unless you're Diddlin. Unless you're Diddlin. Unless you're Diddlin. <laughs> Maybe it'll be your favorite show. But, like, um, <laughs> not for me. 
Yeah. Not for me. But like I, I'm just I, Honestly though, I had fun watching it. I thought it was hilarious. I don't think it was intentionally hilarious like they wanted it to yes, be. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, like I was laughing at it, not with it. Not with it, yeah. Um and it, it took a while to get going, honestly. Yeah. Before I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the weird conspiracy nut theory, it, it was hilarious. I mean. It's, it's hilarious. It was a, so crazy. It was hilarious. It's like, how are we doing this? Like, yeah. how. What are these leaps in logic here? Why is this teacher teaching this? Like, yeah. maybe we do need someone in the schools monitoring the teachers. <laughs> Steel beams can't be burned by jet fuel. Nine <laughs> Eleven was Do an you inside know it's job. In contrails. <laughs> it's a false flag. It's a false... <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like, it, she it was nuts. It's nuts. It was nuts. I would not like recommend it as like a show. I liked it more than the morning show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, if you're I don't think, God, I don't know what level of show to recommend this at. Like, yeah, it's trash. It's just a trash show. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm no. not. I'm not criticizing it for it. So like, it's like a green light it, but not necessarily recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I feel that. That's kind of where I lie on that. I think teenagers need something crazy. I think so too. I think kids do need crazy crap. I think they need crazy. Yeah. I think. We need more. Says they're less scared of real crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we need to hump it on over to the end of our podcast. <laughs> Gross. Stuff me full. <laughs> I wear corduroy. Stuff me. <laughs> what? You guys wear corduroy. What? I could not take it. My eyes off what that kid was wearing. I... <laughs> um. That kid was nuts. That kid was nuts. Yeah. So touchy-feely. Don't touch me. He's planner's nuts. He's planner's nuts. <laughs> He's planner's nuts. nuts. Piloting the pilot. With that note, Piloting <laughs> the Pilots releases each Tuesday. can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud and places, you know, where you can find podcasts and stuff. <laughs> As always, you can contact us, uh, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And, of course, we always appreciate your recommendations, except you, Cam, from Japan. <laughs> You've been banned from Japan. <laughs> um, I have a bunch of ones I think would be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did shelter, so we, I can take that right off the list nice. right there. All right. So I have some uh, rec- I had one. I got a lot, which crazy. Honestly, I know we got to wrap up here, but like I went online mm-hmm. uh, as if I were in Harlan Coben's shelter (laughs) and i googled bat lady yeah and then i googled amazon exclusive shows yeah and they i had a list and it was not as extensive as i thought it would be Mm. like they're just a handful of shows it didn't seem like as many as i feel like i've been led to believe exist gotcha gotcha okay so here are some ones that i thought might be good for our show okay wheel of time uh i don't know okay reacher I'm going to make us do Reacher at some point. Yes, yes, you absolutely should. Jack that, Reacher. Jack that reach around. Yeah. Reach around and jack it. Bosch has been a recommendation. Bosch? Bosch. B-O-S-C-H? Yeah, Bosch. 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 I think it's a detective show, I think. Okay. Jury Duty, highly recommended. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Jury Duty. Huh, okay. Jury Duty. Uh, the Terminal List. Which is a Chris Pratt Navy SEAL show, kind of. I'm gonna pass on that one. Okay, if I get Reacher in, Reach Around, 
Yeah, anything with Chris Pratt, I'm going to pass. Paper Girls. Mm. The Devil's Hour. Hmm, sounds pretty good. The Summer I Turned Pretty. Gross, you can f*** right off with that. Okay. So uh, those, the, uh, the, we also have The Wilds, The End of Love, Upload, Three Pines, Them, The Power. This sounds like a lot. This is a range. huge list. What are you talking about? Considering it's been around for like 30 years, right? Or I don't know. <laughs> How long has it been around? How long has we had Amazon videos, exclusive shows? Uh, the Peripheral, Night Sky, Undone, Truth Seekers. What show would you like to do next? Uh, Reacher. Okay, Reacher. So next week, we are going to get, we're going to have our Reach Around, guys. Yeah! Reach Around. Reach Around. Yeah! We're going to say that a lot. In the Reach Around episode. Jack, Reacher was in Fast 10, apparently. Oh, God. The actor or the character? <laughs> <laughs> the character, as well as Darth Vader. No, cool. the, ac- the actor who is in Reacher. Oh. Uh, I think... Oh, I thought there was, like, cross-platforming happening. That should happen. I love that shit. I love it. Transformers. Shared universe. Man, it makes me so happy. Dom's car is like... <laughs> Roll out. We have to get the Energon sparks. Ooh, ooh. Vin Diesel and Sam Witwicky. Oh my God, wouldn't that be great? If his tr- car A this Terminator whole time. Fast? Fast Terminator? Like when he went down Not the Terminator. dam. What is it? Uh, Transformers. Transformers. When he went fast down the dam and his car got exploded, yeah. it and transformed. Then it transforms, right? And protected him. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah. sorry. What were you saying? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's Love it. a shared universe. Oh, but we needed to update them on Biden's EO order. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Joe Biden has signed an executive order mm-hmm. for... All AI use. So AI like, use. It has to say on it, this has been made with AI. Or, like, or this is where they are going. Yeah. Like, this, we, they are trying to implement it that mm-hmm. there is a watermark or something to... Yeah. If you use AI in anything, that there is something that denotes that this was AI generated. Yes. Which means, in a broad sense, like... AI art will have to be like, this was made by AI art. Yeah. Or if this uh, book was written by ChatGPT, it will say authored by ChatGPT. Which is fabulous. Which is going to really take the sale. Because, like, the thing with the AI artists and stuff is they want to be treated as real artists without being not. And they want the credit as being like, I'm a Van Gogh when they are using a computer to do it. So they want to put their name on it like they're Van Gogh, but they want to use the AI to do it. Yeah. And that's bullshit. As soon as you start putting AI on shit, yeah. nobody's, nobody's going to want it. Gonna want it. No. It's like seeing all of these Henry Cavill covers. I hope they all get the pants suit off of them. Yeah. Get just sue the f- out of these people. Yep. Like, I want Henry Cavill on my cover. Uh, like a, so I'm going to have AI make his likeness. So you want like a Henry Cavill type? No, no, no. 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 Henry Cavill. On my orc romance. Oh, wait, I shouldn't say that. That's hot right now. Orc romance is huge right now, and none of them look like Henry Cavill because they're orcs. Orc romance is huge right now. Get on it. It's Ground gonna, floor, it's gonna guys. It's going to be a big old trend. Big so genre. Get ready. Get ready. It's, it's going to pop up. It's going to pop off. Okay, so next week, uh, we're, we're, this is a long episode, so next week we will see you for another Amazon exclusive for Reach Around. Sounds great. See you then. Bye. Love you. Love you.